Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Contractor Evolution. This is Benji. I hope you're doing fantastic. Let me know if this situation sounds familiar, okay? You hired someone a month back, and when you made the phone call to tell this person they got the job, you were, in that moment, legit excited. And so were they. But now... The glimmer is gone and the excitement you felt is slowly turning into some weird form of doubt. The cracks are beginning to show. There are a couple things about this new hire that you didn't see before and some real weaknesses you weren't aware of. Um, they don't have the skills their resume and that interview led you to believe they did. They aren't the team player you hoped they were. Their reliability is hit and miss. They need an attitude adjustment, whatever. And so there's this real moment that you have with yourself where you're like, how did I miss this? The reality is even great team builders don't shoot 100%. Look at professional sports, right? First round draft picks that end up being busts, major contracts get awarded and then only a year later seem totally boneheaded and misguided. Rockstar players who just aren't a fit for the team or system they end up in for whatever reason. If the most sophisticated and well-resourced team builders in the world get it wrong from time to time, it seems probable, to me at least, that you and your business are going to as well. And that's totally fine, by the way. Nobody at the top of the game hasn't made the mistake of putting the wrong person in the wrong seat. It's part of the journey. What matters is how you deal with it. Do you exit quickly, learn and bounce back, or do you let this mistake linger and fester? So today's episode is about the 16 signs that you've made the wrong hire. These are telltale cues that the person you just added to the org chart may not be the right fit for you. This, however, is not an exhaustive list. So if I left a couple out, which I'm sure I did, leave them in the comments below. Also, if you want to reduce the likelihood of mishires, check out our behavioral interviewing tool in the description of this episode. We can't promise perfection, but a dramatic improvement to your process is likely. Check it out for free. Play around with it. It's an, it's an overnight improvement to your interviewing process. Okay, let's dive into the first of 16. Number one, they immediately want a raise. Ambition is good. Entitlement is bad. And I think we need to talk about the difference for a second. Ambition is a beautiful thing. People who have a natural hunger for more, a growth mindset, personal goals that drive them to earn more by doing more is incredibly easy to work with, right? Like you want and need people who ask for a raise because their body of work warrants it. But when somebody waltzes into your organization and is demanding a 25% pay bump a month in, or who thinks they're gonna be promoted to CEO by year's end, this is a big problem because business is a meritocracy meaning people are chosen, rewarded, slowly moved into positions of power based on their demonstrated ability, 
degrees and merit. If someone thinks they can skip the demonstration part and get straight to the rewards part and you acquiesce, you'll end up with the wrong leaders in your business and an insanely bloated overhead. Not to mention, with the entitled types, it's never one and done. They'll be back before you know it with more demands. Remember, ego is the enemy. I'm Prithvi County, and we've got recruiting best practices, pain and training resources, and a bare pro sweepstakes coming your way in this PCA Minute. It's recruiting season. If you're wondering where all the good candidates are, we got you covered. There's an entire section on PCA Overdrive dedicated to hiring, recruiting, and retention. Curated from your favorite podcasts, expo sessions, and virtual events, you'll learn to hire and keep rock stars in your company. Just look for the hiring, recruiting, and retention lane on PCA Overdrive. Get your crew field ready faster with PCA's painter training. PCA Overdrive provides free access to painter training videos in English and Spanish. Our training portal offers a more in-depth learning experience through a guided pathway. Each module has an assessment and certificates are awarded at the completion of each level. To learn more, go to pcapaintedorg slash training. Finally, enter for a chance to win the Bear Pro Painter Sweepstakes. Price includes $5,000 worth of Bear, Kills, Graco, and 3M products. Visit pca.so slash Bear Pro Sweepstakes to enter now. Number two, a steady and sudden increase in unexpected personal stuff. Okay, people have families, personal lives, commitments outside of work, obviously. And a good employer knows this. They get this, they allow a reasonable allowance for such stuff. But the key word is reasonable. It's like, hey, my kid's got a baseball tournament out of state. Can I clear off early on Friday? Sure, have fun. Hey, I need to get a filling done at the dentist. Is it okay if I'm a couple hours late next Tuesday? Sure, no problem. But then we've all had these other folks in our businesses too, right? It's like, um, my cat's chakras are totally out of alignment and I, I need to take him to a feline Reiki specialist. But um, the thing is he lives on a mountain two hours away, so I'll, I'll be gone all day. Um, and also, if, if you don't mind, I really want to spend the following day with Sprinkles to make sure he's all better and just like just feeling himself again. It's like, fuck, man. I could come up with a dozen other examples like this, but we don't need to. We're short on time. I'm, sh I'm sure you could come up with them, too. Um, my, my point is this. Having commitments is not the issue. The part that's the issue is their attitude towards it. If someone is apologetic, they're professional, they're courteous, no problem whatsoever. But if they're expecting you or your team to move heaven and earth to fit their family or personal needs, your business probably ain't the place for them. High performers have kids and responsibilities too. Number three, they have major gaps in technical skills. Okay, so if you hired someone because you were led to believe, based on the resume and the interview you did, that they had technical skills, which now, a couple months later, you can see they, in fact, do not have, you have two major problems. For starters, the hole in your business that that person was meant to fill remains unfilled. And second, you now have someone on the team whose integrity is majorly in question. And the only good thing about this situation is from the perspective of employment law, you actually have grounds for dismissal or at the very least corrective action. Um, one practical thing to implement if you've been burned here is to make small paid work assignments part of the interview process. If someone needs to be hyper competent in Excel, 
Pay them to complete an assignment which demonstrates that. If you need an expert heavy equipment operator, pay them for a few days on site to triple check. Resumes are not always as indicative of skill set as you might believe they are. Number four, they victimize themselves and they think everyone is out to get them. Someone with a victim's mindset is really difficult to team build around. Extreme lack of ownership is impossibly frustrating because you can't coach or develop when nothing, and I mean nothing, is ever their fault. They can also slowly infect the crew around them with this shitty worldview too. This trait, however, and this is the good news, it's pretty easy to interview for. What you want to do is ask them about their previous positions with a really zoomed in focus in particular on why they left them. And you'll, you'll start to see a pattern. It was everyone else's fault. Number five, conflict avoided. Many, many people, especially here in Canada, are pathologically conflict avoided. They'd literally rather put their hand in a hot panini press and push down than have a difficult conversation with anyone. Possessing this trait relegates people to lower parts of an organizational chart because being a leader obviously requires some degree of comfort with conflict, challenging moments, and stuff like that. But I will say exceptions to this rule are prevalent too. Um, a better term for this trait, to be honest, would be conflict bottling because they don't really avoid it, do they? They feel the frustrations, the resentments, the downright anger sometimes that we all go through. But instead of dealing with this stuff head on in a healthy, productive way, they park it somewhere else in their being. I'm not totally sure where until it erupts. And like a ticking time bomb, conflict avoiders whisper grievances under their breath, creating toxicity until years down the line, they totally blow up in your face. I'm not saying you need to love conflict, but being pathologically avoidant of it is a big problem. Okay, sign number six, that you've hired the wrong person into your business. They are all ideas and no execution. See, this is tricky because these folks are often quite good at interviews. And I wouldn't be surprised if some of you listening have hired someone who seemed genuinely brilliant in an interview, talking about how they'd solve certain issues in your business. They're showing real excitement about your vision and your growth. And they're sweeping gullible you off your feet in the process. And then six months later, you find out that not a single thing on their vision board for your company made it to the finish line. Look, ideas are the easy part. And as persuasive as ideas guy can be over a beer, you have to actually execute for any of it to be worth a goddamn thing. When it comes to field staff or salespeople, this trait is innocuous. You know, a, a carpenter who's a little pie in the sky is pretty harmless. But if you've hired someone into a leadership position or biz dev and they're making six figures without crossing big stuff off the list, you have a very big issue on your hands. Number seven, they lack coachability. 
The ability to objectively view yourself and accurately see your own strengths and weaknesses is the trait we call introspection. And it's the foundation upon which coachability is built. While nearly every resume you'll ever read is going to mention something along the lines of, I really thrive with feedback and I love coaching and, and getting developed. I think we can all agree that this is often just filler fluff. It's like templated resume stuff. No one enjoys being shown their gaps. Some people are a bit better at it. But if someone is belligerently convinced that they know it all already, it makes personal development slow and cumbersome, not to mention no one likes working with them. Hey there, I bet business is probably picking up for you right now and things are feeling good. And using the right tools like Estimate Rocket can help keep it that way. Estimate Rocket offers professional estimates and proposals with digital signature, single source work orders for the entire team, lead to paid job management, full scheduling tools with mapping and time tracking, automated email campaigns, invoicing that exports to any accounting system, and deep data analysis reports. Go to EstimateRocket.com for a free 30-day trial to see if Estimate Rocket is a fit for you. Number eight, they aren't asking any questions. Starting a new position with a new company should have your mind racing with thoughts, concerns, inquiries, and a major red flag for me when I'm interviewing someone and I ask, so do you have any questions for me? is when that is met with blank stares or some superficial and vapid question. To me, it just says they aren't paying attention. To flip this point around, asking a ton of questions, actively seeking out information right from, right from day one. If you're seeing that stuff, that's usually a good sign of things to come. Now, some people are just quiet, and I get that, but if your new hire is just silently going through the motions, you can be sure they aren't learning as quickly as they could be. Sign number nine, that you've hired the wrong person. They're allergic to going the extra mile. Sometimes the days are long and the weeks are longer. And, and it just, it is what it is. This isn't unique to blue collar businesses. By the way, this is just, this is just business, broadly speaking. Sometimes it's really hard. But if someone is hardcore about clocking out at 4.59 p.m. when another solid hour or two of given her would keep the project on the schedule, would keep the customer happy, whatever the case may be, your A players are going to be absolutely exhausted by this person in no time and probably tell you to fire them very, very soon. Sign number 10, they're a partier. Use your judgment on this one because newsflash, people show up to site hungover sometimes. It's like, thanks, Captain Obvious. I don't think, personally, the occasional blurry Monday or lackluster Friday is a big deal if it's occasional, right? Think about the demographic on your work site. But if it looks to you like they're on a bender every weekend from day one where they've mysteriously contracted mono for the third time this month, you may want to exit them early during that probationary period while you still can. Sign number 11, no emotional control. Short tempers, sulking, people who shut down and claim everything's fine. We're emotional beings and that's okay. Part of your job as a leader is to help people learn how to regulate emotions. But if there is absolutely no desire or ability to compartmentalize feelings in order to manage a workload, it'll tax you and your team more than you think. When everyone in the office or on the site has to walk on eggshells so that so-and-so over there doesn't get into one of his moods or one of her moods, it kills the vibe and it reduces the candor in your organization. Not good. Sign number 12. They ask for advances on week one. Okay, again, use your judgment because the reality is 
The personal finance skills of the average North American adult are shockingly bad. If you don't believe me, go look up average household debt to savings numbers if you want a real depression session. It's pretty bleak. In any case, we're not here to judge, but this is a reality of small business ownership, right? One of my absolute favorite employees often requested advances. He was a meticulous worker, super loyal, and a single dad. We would always work something out, and our working relationship never suffered. In other instances, I just felt it was too much too often. It's like in a pinch, it's fine, but if it's a habit from go, maybe not. Sign number 13, they gossip. It doesn't take very much shit talking or toxicity to ruin an otherwise healthy culture. Things come apart much faster than they take to build, unfortunately. So someone who talks behind people's back can do more damage more quickly than you might think. If you run a purpose-driven organization with strong core values in place, you need to weed your garden. Does your business need more reviews? Nice job can help. Our reputation marketing platform automates review invites to save you time. Reviews are collected and distributed across major platforms such as Google, Facebook, and more. Turn your reviews into customer stories with photos that you can share across your social channels. NiceJob allows you to manage all of this within our platform. Start your free trial today. 14. They're a bigot. We've all been on job sites, okay? I'm not naive about the language or humor that circulates. The occasional edgy joke is fine. Hell, if it's funny, I'll probably even laugh. But if you get the sense that your new hire is a bona fide racist, sexist, any other kind of ist, just get rid of them quickly. It's a really bad look for the brand. Okay, sign number 15 that you might have made the wrong hire. They have too many side hustles. Now, I already said that we love ambition, and that's true. But if the new guy is trying to recruit his crewmates into an MLM scheme on day one, sell you into a new altcoin on day two, leave site early to go sell supplements from a call center on day three, and is doing Tupperware parties all weekend, it's safe to bet this job you just gave them is a secondary priority at best. Love a hustler, but divergent focus is a killer. The 16th and final sign that you may have hired the wrong person into your business is a union mindset. I might get in trouble for saying this, whatever. The union environment and the small business environment occupy completely opposite ends of the spectrum. One operates on an annual budget usually doled out by the government. The other exists within the extremely tight confines of an annual P&L. One is full of red tape, bureaucracy, and a slow list made possible only by a complete absence of competition. The other is full of deadlines, entrepreneurial spirit, and stiff competition. They're totally different worldviews, cultures, and approaches to organizational life. I'm sure one or two of you listening have a story that proves me wrong, but for the most part, union types fail to thrive in the tight-margined, hyper-competitive small business ecosystem. Okay, so those are the 16, but I have a couple more fun ones. You could think of this as like a bonus round. I, I told you I crowdsourced a few of these, so I've removed names for anonymity, but these are too funny not to share. Okay, number 17. They drive a truck through a building on day one. I'm not going to lie. Punching a work vehicle through the entrance of a 7-Eleven isn't a great start to someone's employment journey. That security footage with your branded vehicle and broken glass all over the place lives forever. Number 18. Shall we say adult content on company devices? Good Lord. 
Do it at home, man. Can you please not subject our company iPads to your troubling search history? And number 19, they tell you they're a deadly weapon. If someone claims that their biceps are registered by the state as deadly weapons and they literally won't stop talking to customers about their nunchuck skills, see if there's a local martial arts gym to pawn them off to. Jokes aside, remember this, a healthy culture self-polices, meaning if you have a great team and strong core values, your bought-in long-term employees are going to be the first to tell you there's a problem with the new guy. Nothing wrong with doing some due diligence to reality test what you're hearing, but when your A players come to you with concerns, you should listen carefully. And don't beat yourself up about the occasional personnel mistake either. This is part of the journey. Exit quickly, do it with grace. Those days when it happens may be hard on you, but remember, you're not doing them any favors by letting them hang around. Don't forget to check out our interviewing tool in the description. Those are the 16 signs you might have hired the wrong person. We'll see you next week. Thanks so much for watching this episode of Contractor Evolution. If you've already subscribed to our channel, consider sharing this episode with another contractor who you think needs to hear it. Paynet podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.
Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. This episode is brought to you by Bear and Federated Insurance. Welcome to Paint Ed. My name is Torlando. I am your host today, and uh, we got a great show. We got an excellent show today. I, I think that um, you're going to, I really think you're going to enjoy it. Uh, we're going to be talking about generating leads, and we're going to be talking about um, closing on those leads that come. Now, if there's one thing that I know about marketing and sales is that the the line between generating that lead and getting that lead to close, there is a gap in between there. And there's often a missed opportunity. And sometimes, in my opinion, a really great marketing company can be looked at as sending you junk leads, sending you, you know, bad quality stuff. And sometimes it's because of the sales process. Okay. Well, let me, let me, let me clarify that. It could have been a good lead. <laughs> it could have been a good lead, but we are in a in a competitive field. And so if we aren't, if we don't have a strong process up front, if we don't have that, that speed to lead process in place then we could end up throwing good money after bad um and and that's what i want to talk about today that's what i want to bring our guest on and and talk about um this is an interesting an interesting guest um we're going to be talking to a rep from angie leads okay angie adds an angie leads a lot of people have some feelings about angie Okay, let's get that. Let's just put that out in, in, in the air. Okay. Um, you know, some people have great success. They get all their leads, you know, coming from there. Um, you know, they find a good, you know, uh, cost of lead. They get the results. They're able to keep their people busy. Some people, they have that experience, but they're trying to wean themselves away. Some people have had bad experiences. Okay. That's, that's just the honest reality of it right but we we like angie okay they're they're an industry partner and and if there's one thing that that i have learned is that they uh they put a lot of research and training into their people and so if you're able to leverage it in your area uh then then it is going to be a way that you can grow your business and so um you know i i want to i want to talk to these folks and i want to know what we could do to leverage um, the power, especially for those who are um, who have been using Angie leads and Angie ads for a long time. Um, I'm sure there are ways that there, I'm sure you want to know how to uh, decrease your 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 ad spend, um, increase the the quality of leads that you have, um, increase your closing rate with these leads. We got to go to the source for it. We can't just always, you know, what what ends up happening. And I see this in our Facebook group all the time. Uh, the different Facebook groups that, that are out there where, you know, somebody will ask a question of how do we, 
you know, how do I leverage, you know, Angie to, to um, have a better, you know, lead flow. And then you get a ton of opinions. And so let's not be the blind leading the blind out here. Let's go to the source. Let's figure out the truth. Let's get some, uh, some real tangible um, uh, advice here and, and talk about how to leverage the power of Angie leads. Um, before I, before I bring Heidi Manning on, who is, who is a, a real life, uh, account manager. So she's got, she's got a book of business. Um, she's, she's working with companies that are spending $20,000 with the company to range it to $200,000 a month uh, on, 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 on ads and leads. So clearly something is working. Okay. So, so she's got a ton of experience and uh, has been with the company uh, for a long time. And so we're going to bring her on and, and she's going to educate us. Um, before we go there, uh, I just want to let you know that you can listen to this show on PC Overdrive, of course. Okay. And that's for the video portion of it. Um, it's $5.99 a month for non-members. It's free with your membership in the PCA. Go to PCAPaintEd.org to download it, find it in the App Store. If you would prefer to listen to it while you're driving to a bid or you're uh, out there painting, and you just want to listen, pop pop in your earbuds and listen. Um, you, can, you can subscribe to Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Yeah, we're on all of those platforms. So wherever you're listening to your podcast, make sure that you have subscribed to Paint Ed, uh, where you can get tons of educational content. Uh, all right, let's just jump into the show. I have I have no more to say. Uh, I want to I want to get down to the bottom of this. I want to know how to increase my lead effectiveness. So let's go ahead and bring on Aunt, uh, Heidi Manning to the show. Welcome to Paint Ed, Heidi. How are you doing? Doing well. How about you, Orlando? I'm doing great. I'm doing Good. great. I uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited for this conversation. You know, I I, I think before the show. Um, you know, I, I, I told you that there's a lot of different opinions out there, um, you know, about Angie, some positive, some not. Um, I think that this is going to be a conversation where we can, you know, share, uh, all the positives and how to avoid some of those negative experiences that people have had. But more than anything, I think that you are, you have a unique view into our world because of how many, contractors that you have worked with over the years, the different, the range of, of uh, types of contractors, I, I really believe that you, you're going to provide us some, with some unique insight. Would you just for a moment, just share with us, um, you know, some, some examples of the types of contractors that you have worked with over the course of the last, I mean, you've been with the company for how long? A little over nine years. Okay. So you've been doing this for a while. Yeah. Yep. Longest job I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, tell me a little bit about your um, your customer base. You know, the people that you're working with on a on a day to day basis. Yeah, I mean, so me personally, the people I work with are they're usually um, you know good sized companies. They've got some construction crews or, or, or crews, different crews doing different types of work. Um, They've got multiple sales teams. They've got marketing teams, um, maybe even a call center. Um, but prior to this role, I spent six years in our customer care role where I dealt with 
everybody from from the the truck in a truck as some people say right the the mm-hmm. one guy who's got everything he's going to go out and sell he's going to do the job um all of it right he's doing everything he's, he's relying on that word of mouth for that next job to come in um and everything in between right I, from, mm-hmm. from that guy to what i have now i've talked to pros on that spectrum, everywhere on that spectrum, both ends of that. I'm Prithvi Varkiani, and we've got recruiting best practices, pain and training resources, and a bare pro sweepstakes coming your way in this PCA Minute. It's recruiting season. If you're wondering where all the good candidates are, we got you covered. There's an entire section on PCA Overdrive dedicated to hiring, recruiting, and retention. Curated from your favorite podcasts, expo sessions, and virtual events, you'll learn to hire and keep rock stars in your company. Just look for the hiring, recruiting, and retention lane on PCA Overdrive. Get your crew field ready faster with PCA's painter training. PCA Overdrive provides free access to painter training videos in English and Spanish. Our training portal offers a more in-depth learning experience through a guided pathway. Each module has an assessment and certificates are awarded at the completion of each level. To learn more, go to pcapaintedorg slash training. Finally, enter for a chance to win the Bear Pro Painter Sweepstakes. Price includes $5,000 worth of Bear, Kills, Graco, and 3M products. Visit pca.so slash Bear Pro Sweepstakes to enter now. Yeah, yeah. And, and from what you have seen, um, what, are, what are some of the things that, you know, people who are... Um, you know, let's compare like the, the, the people who are successful with the platform versus the people who are unsuccessful. What are some of the common, what are some of the commonalities among the people who, who just haven't had a good experience versus the people who are really leveraging the, the, the platform for success? Yeah. So, I mean, there, there's a lot of different factors to being successful. The biggest one though, is going to be how you're responding to your leads and how quickly you're responding to your leads and in what ways you're responding to your leads. And this is not going to just be for Angie, right? This is going to be any kind of marketing or any other kind of lead aggregation that you're doing. But the biggest difference between the ones who are successful and those who aren't are the ones who are calling those leads as soon as that, that notification goes off in their pocket um, or their ear. If you're listening to Torlando and you get that, you hear that ding, pause mm-hmm. it get on that call, right? Um, they're also not just making a phone call, right? We've, we've got to reach out in multiple different ways. Right now, text message, that's how you're going to get your customer. Um, mm-hmm. Interesting statistic on this too is that most 90, I wish I had had it pulled up in front of me right now, but I, like 98% of text messages are read within three seconds of receipt. So they're seeing your text message, right? So um, texting, it it may not feel like the way to go, but it's, it's the way to go now. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's, let's dive into, into some of these uh, processes here, because I think that, you know, a common thing that I, that I heard in the early days um, of, of business was, wow, you actually answered your phone. And, you know, the, like I'd get people who would, <laughs> you know, they'd been calling around to different paint contractors. And it's like, wow, you actually answered. But then what happened is I just started getting busy. And I became that person who just I couldn't answer my phone. Um, I had to establish 
processes and, and things around that. So, you know, for the person who is um, undoubtedly, and, and it varies throughout the year, you know, during the, during the winter months, you may be slowing down and yeah, it's easier to answer your phone. But then when you are, um, you know, getting busy, you're up on a ladder, you're driving, um, you are, uh, you know, using the bathroom, <laughs> you can't always answer the phone. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, don't call your customers if you're in the bathroom. But. <laughs> so, so what should, uh, what should this response look like? What is, what are some of the details? What are some of the things that we need to know about rapid response? So, uh, what I would, what I would tell, well, I, but what I do tell my my pros and, and partners over the years is, um, your first that that first one needs to be a text message. Send a text message to that customer as soon as you get that. Um, be friendly. Introduce yourself. Hey, hey, my name's Torlando. I heard you're looking for some. It looks like you're you're looking for help painting the exterior of your home. I'm happy to chat more with you about this. What days are best for you? Open-ended questions too, so that they can't just say yes or no. They can't just cut you off right there and just say no, thank you, because you you didn't ask that open-ended question. Um, mm -hmm. And then after that, after that initial text message, you want to make a call to that customer as well. Maybe they, maybe if they don't respond to that text in thirty minutes, now you're going to call them as well. Um, one thing that I find works great with a text message too is adding that human element, right? You're not just some, some bot on the other side of a phone. You're a real person who wants to win this customer and who wants to help this customer. Um, I've had pros have great success because they've taken a quick selfie, like, hey, I'm in the car, but I'll give you a call back, right? Or, hey, I'm on a ladder, but let me call you back in a little bit. We'll chat more about your project. So toss some of that human element in there as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. I like that. And so in that, so it sounds like the, you know, the, the, the key here is just a fast response, um, answering that phone when you can, um, if you can't, uh, giving some little quick thing that says, Hey, I'll, you know, I, I'm going to get back to you as soon as possible and then getting back to them as soon as possible. Right. As soon as, yeah. as soon as it's safe, you know, don't text yep. and drive, but get to them as soon as possible. Exactly. Yep. Um, and, and that could be a, go ahead. Oh, sorry, Torlando, just to kind of piggyback on that too a little bit is that 50% of jobs go to the first pro that make contact. Oh, so okay. To keep in mind. That's, a, that's a big number, right? That, yeah. I mean, if you were yeah, it gives you, it gives you an instant leg up, right? It's, yeah. and, and now you're, you know, I would rather compete on that first half of the 50% than the second half of the 50%. Because if I'm, if I'm the second person, then it's an uphill battle you know, to, to try and, uh, uh, close that deal for sure. Yeah. Um, so then it sounds like, so what, what happens often and, and, you know, I, at some point I had to just use a call center because, uh, cause I couldn't answer all the, the phone calls. Um, but not every lead that you get in, not every, you know, if you get a submission from a form or you get a phone call and they leave a message, not everybody answers the phone that first time you call. And so, you know, what, what should we be doing in the short term in order to get like, how much, 
how much follow-up is too frequent like before we're totally annoyed more follow-up than you think <laughs> um, <laughs> well of course i'll elaborate on that but you're you're going to be thinking if you're thinking to yourself man i'm annoying i'm going to be annoying this person no you're you're actually on the right track um so yeah, they may not answer. They might be at work when you call and um, they can't text you back. They, you know, maybe they just filled that out on their quick break and now they've got to get back to work and they can't pick up the phone. Um, try them again. Try them again later that day. You're going to reach out. Um, you're going to give them another, you're going to call them again. Um, mm -hmm. Around two to three, right? Maybe there's another break in there around two to three, uh, maybe between four and five. Maybe they're on their way home. They can chat in their car on their Bluetooth safely. We're going to promote mm. safe driving. Um, and then another text message as well, right? You're going to try to reach that customer at least four times on that first day that that lead comes in. And you're going to, oh, wow. you're, right? You're thinking that sounds annoying. That's, no, that, yeah, that that's way more than busy. I thought. <laughs> yeah, that person is busy. Um, and then, you know, every day you can kind of cut that down by, by one, maybe a text message or phone call in the morning, a text, um, and then another, um, phone call in the evening. You're also going to want to send an email and I would usually follow this process for a, a week, right? It doesn't have to be all, you know, four times a day, every day that week, but you're going to try at least for the next seven to 10 days, you're going to try and reach that customer every day, multiple times, even if it's just mm. twice. People have kids, people have jobs. They, you know, kids, our kids are in how many sports these, I don't, I, I don't know if there's a statistic out there, but we could find one that's like kids are in two and a half sports on average. So right. our lives are busy. People forget to yeah. pick up the phone. Um, and so you've, you've, You've got to be consistent. Even though you think you're being annoying, you're just being consistent. That's what we right, right. Well, and and I think that's fair. Um, just you know, thinking of even my own behavior, you know, I mean, I have these, I have these these emails that I want to respond to, but I, you know, just am busy, and and so you know, I leave them, I leave them marked as unread, and and then they just chill until I, you know, have time to to deal with it, and you know, I think for some people it's. Um, you know, yeah, I think you need a little nudge. I, I think back to, you know, when I was, uh, when I had opened up my first shop, um, I got this sign on the, I got a temporary sign on the building and it, you know, had my company name and it said coming soon. Cause it was like a temporary sign that I just got up there. That was the dumbest thing. I should have just got a regular sign like right out the gate because that it, I was coming soon for months. <laughs> I, was just, yeah. I was just so busy i couldn't yeah. get a get the sign up and uh and luckily 
the person kept following up with me and and I, you know, they they increased that follow up and and eventually I was like, thank goodness you followed up with me. I have been so busy. Look, yeah, let's just get this sign going. And yeah. uh, and, and so I, I, I resonate with that. Um, yeah. And I, I like what you're saying about the, you know, ideal time frames when you're most likely to capture them, you know, on their lunch breaks, um, you know, at certain points of the day where they maybe have a 15 minute break, you know, here or there uh, at the end of the day when they're you know, starting to come home. It, to me, it would make sense or even in the morning before they leave for work. It, it, to me, it would make sense if you're just doing time blocking to, um, you know, just allocate a little, you know, block on your calendar to where you are dedicating follow up time. And, and if, and if we're doing it, you know, over the course of, you know, a week or so, um, you know, you could do a, you could, I like the idea of trailing it, you know, cause it's like at some point, yeah, they're just not going to get to you, but you know, you could do, you know, four, four, three, three, two, two, one, one, that'd give you eight days of follow-up where you're just kind of weaning things off, you know, you create little systems for yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I love that you bring in that, I want, want more people to put themselves in that situation where you think about where you haven't had time. Like, you know, you need to follow up with somebody. You just haven't had time, right? It may not be the highest on their priority list. Um, and think about how busy you've been and how maybe appreciative you were that they kept following up, right? So Absolutely. I love that you kind of put yourself in those shoes and, and, and look at it from that perspective. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so in if that once that week is over and you know you've you've kind of bombarded them with messages and they're uh just not responding that you know i think a lot of times our our inclination is say well that was just a bum lead it was just it was dead it's cold it was it was trash i i paid for you know because sometimes those leads are are expensive you pay you know a hundred dollars for a lead or something like that um yeah that's a lot of money to go down the drain for somebody who's never going to call you back, or at least it feels that way. Um, right. How do we, <laughs> how, do, how do we avoid that? What, what do we do if they, if it just completely goes cold like that? Yeah. Yeah. And I get that. It's, it's very, fr it is a frustrating situation. It does make you upset, right? That, you know, I just paid how much for this lead and right. this person didn't want anything. Um, not necessarily the case. Um, my, what I, what I always tell people at this point is try, you've got to set up a drip marketing campaign. Um, and what that means is something where maybe you send out, you add them to, let's say a monthly newsletter. I love the monthly newsletter, right? Mm -hmm. Show your recent Google reviews, show your recent, recent Angie reviews, um, some before and after photos, what's trending, right? Um, if we're looking at uh, home painting. I mean, I know there's been a lot of a lot of trends in colors. Um, I feel like in recent. And correct me if I'm wrong. I'm I'm not an expert as far as painting goes, but the the under part, the soffit, right? Painting that and getting a third color in there. Mm. So talk about what's trending. Don't always be pushing that sale because that turns customers off. But you're building yeah. brand recognition when you're sending that out and you're sending friendly ideas and getting them excited, you want to get your customer excited for that job. Um, and you want to make them, you know, realize like how much better it is to have an expert um, do that job for them. Right. So right. more of an educational type drip marketing campaign 
because all that's doing is saying, hey, that's that's building that memory up that of who that person is in their mind. So when they are finally ready to pull the trigger, they're not going to remember the, the person from, you know, three months ago that called a few times and then they never heard from again. They're going to remember right. the person who, you know, they're they're getting constant emails from. Um, and there's so many options out there. Constant contact, I know, is one um, MailChimp. And those are all things that you guys can use to, you know, to yeah. create marketing campaigns. Yeah, I'm 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 in particular a fan of Keep. And, um, but you can also, um, you know, there's a, if you're using Gmail, the workspaces, you can now create templates and, um, schedule, um, you can schedule emails. And so, you know, even if you didn't want to invest in one of those, uh, platforms, if you already have a Gmail account, um, you know, with a custom, you know, URL, uh, yeah. You can you can create some templates and and just you know send out a sequence. So there's there's a way to do this that is low cost and and ways to do it that are more automated. Obviously, the more automated ways that you can create, the more likely it's going to happen because it's yeah. set it and forget it. But yeah. at the very least, you know if if you have if you have uh, more time than money on your hands, at the very least, um, you know get together, uh, you know just do it with your good old fashioned Gmail. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 I'll second that. Um, you know, I, I just closed a deal yesterday that, um, came from, this actually came from a past customer years ago. We probably painted her house, uh, seven years ago or so. And, um, you know, a lot of my listeners know this, you don't, you don't know this cause we just met, but, um, I'd, I'd taken some time away from the company and uh, away from the industry, was in software for a little while, decided to come back because I love the tangible nature of, of uh, the, the product that we offer. And so I sent out an email to my past customer list from before and said, hey, I'm back in business. And I got a lot of people come to me saying, oh, thank goodness, I could not for the life of me find a decent painter. Um, I'm so glad that you're back in business. Well, this person, you know, same situation and I get there and she's like, I've, I've held on to your email for that initial email that you sent about, you know, being back. I've, I've held on to that for nine months. Um, and, and now I'm ready. Right. And so it's, it is this deal where, um, you know, painting is one of those things that of all of the renovations that can be done in a home it's it is the most popular actually i cite this uh angie um report quite frequently back in 2021 you guys did a um you did a, a report that said that one in three houses in the u.s had gotten interior painting done and one in four had done exterior painting which means that painting out of all of the renovations that you can do to a home is the most popular period. It's the most popular renovation. And there's a lot of reasons for that. One, it's, you know, a little more cost effective. Um, The change is, uh, it isn't as like, it's, it's visually impactful. It's visually dramatic, but it is not causing you to like restructure the, you know, the framing of your house. And, you know, it's, it's, it's more affordable than, you know, some of the other uh, renovations out there. It's kind of your biggest bang for your buck. 
Yeah, it's yeah. an easy facelift for your home that you don't have to gut. Yeah, it's it's and it just changes yeah. the entire look of a room. Paint is transformative. Totally right, and so so for for good reason, it's the most popular home renovation. However, it is one that is um, a little more on the luxury side than the you know need side, right? It's more of a want than a need. And I think that you expressed this, um, you know, with your experience of recently buying a house, right? Yeah, yeah. In uh, 2020, we bought a home and we could not afford a, a newly renovated home by any means. Um, and there were things I, I wanted to do right away. And sure. I mean, I, I, did, I did paint my living room. Um, I hired actually a, a painter to do popcorn ceiling. It's another one that you definitely want to hire somebody. Um, mm -hmm. And he was he was gracious enough to go in and, and cut after he was done with the ceiling for me mm -hmm. um, so that I could mess up his beautiful new ceiling. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, there was, I would love to paint the exterior of my home. It is in, in need of a facelift that, that transformative facelift. Right. But I needed windows. We shortly after we bought the house, six months later, we found out we had a major foundation issue. Um, so things mm. came up. Like, there are things that have taken precedence over Painting, I'm sure my neighbors would love me if I painted. <laughs> it's not that bad. I don't want to make it sound like it's, you know, a horrible, but it's it needs to be done. But it's it's one of those that it is not a need item, right? It is right. a want item. And so those are going to take a little bit longer um, because the yeah. needs before the wants, right? So right. we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> Hey there, I bet business is probably picking up for you right now and things are feeling good. And using the right tools like Estimate Rocket can help keep it that way. Estimate Rocket offers professional estimates and proposals with digital signature, single source work orders for the entire team, lead to paid job management, full scheduling tools with mapping and time tracking, automated email campaigns, invoicing that exports to any accounting system, and deep data analysis reports. Go to EstimateRocket.com for a free 30-day trial to see if Estimate Rocket is a fit for you. Yeah, and and I and I appreciate you sharing that, you know, with with us because I think that I mean, you know, we're real people. You're a real human being, you know, and and uh, and and quite frankly, you know, you do not look too different than our target uh, customer in, in this industry, right? So you know, it's like okay, let's let's also get a little insight as to, into you know you know things that are happening here. But, but that makes total sense. That you know, it's not that you don't want to paint, but yeah, if you find a foundational problem that you have to you got to crack in your foundation, of course that's going to come first. But that doesn't mean that you're not going to paint in a year or two years um and and the company that um i think can foster and nurture that lead and that relationship and do it in a way that isn't constantly pitching constantly selling but just building a, a long-term relationship creating um a sense of demand and desire for the for the work and and let's face it I, in my opinion painting is the prettiest uh, renovation that you could do. I mean, it's just the visual impact. Um, even somebody who, you know, remodeled a kitchen, you're still going to see the paint, you know, because, because if it wasn't painted, then it doesn't look done. 
And so it's it's one of the prettiest things. And I think people like to see it. They like to they like to see that content. And and the more that they do, the more likely. And I think this is where we get into, um, you know, leveraging, you know, some of the um, some of the power of Angie, because one of the frequent complaints is that the lead goes out to multiple contractors. And so now you're competing against, you know, multiple um, contractors. Well, for those people who, yeah, maybe they got multiple names of companies and their their name was submitted to multiple companies, but there's always going to be a group of those people who didn't get the work done and they had to postpone it. They didn't choose the competition. They didn't choose anybody. Right. They're waiting. So are you going to be the company that continues to build that relationship? Because if you are, they're not when they finally are ready. They're not going to call the other two. They're going to call you because they're the because you're the one that uh, that fostered that relationship. Yeah, even if you even if you do lose that job to a competitor, right? That doesn't mean you still can't. You you've you've paid for that consumer's information. You can continue to to remarket to them because more than likely they didn't do everything in their home, right? Most people aren't doing all five rooms and the exterior. So maybe this this guy, you know, the, he he won the job. He did the living room, uh, and the kitchen, and now you know, the, the the consumer has never heard from him again. And but you're the one still reaching out. Here's our newsletter. Here's this, right? Okay, we now we want to paint the exterior of the home. Let me go back to my email. I know I had something in there, right? So mm. it's you can still win the, even if you don't win the customer the first time. You can still win them again down the road if yeah. you're competitor isn't following the same marketing tactics as you are that's uh, that's incredibly true like i you know going back to that that's that email campaign that i did just announcing i was back in business one of the first jobs that i got from that email campaign was somebody who years ago had me come out to do a bid and he didn't go with me but we uh you know remained we became facebook friends um he was a retired architect and just had this beautiful house, one of my favorite houses in in the town that I live in. And, um, you know, for whatever reason, we became Facebook friends and and just kind of stayed, uh, you know, connected, so to speak, you know, yeah. liking each other's posts and things like that. And so then when I made that announcement that uh, I was back in business, he called us. We came out again. I, they did not get any other quotes. They just got mine. And um, and and you're right. That was a lead that I had paid for at one point. I can't remember exactly where that lead came from. Honestly, thinking about the timing, it probably was from uh, from old school Angie's list. Um, yeah. But uh, but you're absolutely right. You have paid for that lead. You have paid for that information. Therefore, it's yours. Um, if you don't get that job in the first go or you can't, you know, you can't. Uh, reach out to them or get in contact with them that first week, really, you are, you're the one that's wasting the money. You're the one that's wasting the money if you don't do anything with that contact information. Yeah. But if you nurture it, like you're saying, and I mean, I've just been in this business for long enough to where it's like, oh yeah, like I am, you know, you think that you squeeze the juice out of somebody. That's a terrible thing to say. Uh, what I just did there, but that, you know, that's the, that's the metaphor that I'm using. You think you yeah. got all you could out of them the first time around 10 years later, 
they've got another 10 grand to spend, you know, yeah. and, and it's just, uh, I mean, that's just the reality. If you've been in, if you've been in business for a long time, those people are going to circle back. They're going to buy new houses. They're going to want to refresh, you know, the work that you've, you've done that you've already done for them. Um, it makes a lot of sense to, to look at it in this way that, yeah, this lead, I bought that lead. That's my lead. That's my contact information. Yeah. I am going to, uh, you know, squeeze that lemon for all the juice that it has. That's maybe yes. a better. Let's let's talk yeah. about the the contact information being the lemon, not the person. That's <laughs> yes. yes, yes, yes. It's a. Uh, I can't think of another one, but yes. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah and it's it's just you know. Homes always need work, right? They buy a home, they said. How many, how many times do you hear that, right? Mm -hmm. You're never done. You are never done working on your home. Even if you buy a brand right. new home, you know, builder, builder grade home, you're, you're going to want to make it yours. You're going to want to paint. And then, gosh, I remember, what was it, maybe 15 years ago now when everybody had a red wall, that one dark red accent wall. Do you remember those days? Yeah. I, oh, I, do I ever? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I had one. I was one of those, mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I, you know, it, trends come and go and that, that, that includes painting. So yeah. even if they did that room 10 years ago and the paint, you know, is, it still looks good, you know, on the wall, it doesn't look good. Right. Because yeah. it's a trend. It's now gone. So, these are customers that they're, you know, you've got to keep them. You've got to keep them and remark it until they, you know, give you the proverbial bird, I guess. Then you've got <laughs> to keep reaching out. And if you're not being, if you're not being a super salesy, if you're not taking that super salesy approach, they're, they're just, they're going to look at it. Right. I, I love looking at, I get stuff, Sherwin Williams stuff in my Facebook mm -hmm. feed for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> Probably because I, <laughs> Facebook knows I need to you're, paint, right? You're the target um, audience. <laughs> yeah, I, love, I love seeing those things. So yeah. um, it's, it's just, yeah, you, you know, you never, you never know when that customer is going to be your customer as long as you're, you're doing, you're putting in the work. Yeah, exactly. So, so something that I think that our audience really, you know, does want to know, but for both the people who um, uh, have been, you know, Angie customers for a while, and those who are either contemplating it or, um, you know, have maybe, well, heck, even those ones that, um, you know, that that decided against it and have, you know, had a sour taste in their mouth. How can we truly leverage the power of Angie's Lease? What are what are what are the tricks? Like, what do we need to know about leveraging the the power that you guys have? Because you invest a lot of money into Google Ads. It's hard to it's hard to compete, right? It's hard to get your company to to rank above an Angie uh, Google Ad. Um, even an SEO, it's hard to rank above Angie and SEO. Um, yeah. You know, you guys have that game down. But again, like I mentioned, I think one of the biggest frustrations is, well, once a person gets your name from Angie, then you're immediately in a foot race with two other contractors. And so, you know, what are some of those secrets that we can unpack outside of just being fast to respond? What do we need to know? You need to listen to 
your account manager, you need to listen to the customer care representative who is talking you through your frustrations and hopefully they should be providing you suggestions and feedback and asking you the right questions to get a feeling of where where you're at, right? Um, some, some companies can take 30 leads a day, right? Not everybody can. You also need to be able to control your account, right? If you know you're going to be at a job site and you're going to be busy and you're not going to get to your phone, pause your leads with Angie, right? Go in and pause those leads for the rest of the day. That way, if a lead does come in, you're not missing it. Um, I also like to, to tell my, my pros and partners, think about what you have to close. So what, what percentage of leads do you close? Are you closing, you know, 3% of your leads? Great. So you want to, you want to win, you know, 10 jobs this month. How many leads do you need to take? Think about those marketing dollars and how many leads you actually need to receive to hit the number that you want to hit. Um, but controlling that account and because that, that's just that you have so many levers on Angie that you can turn leads up, you can turn them down, you can turn them off. You can create a, a coverage, a smaller coverage area so that you're not, you're spending, you have less windshield time. You know, you're not driving mm. 60 miles from, from one estimate to the next, right? Maybe you want to keep things, you know, closer together for the next couple of weeks so that you can, you know, reduce that drive time, save some money on gas, but you still have plenty of leads in that that smaller, you know, area, that smaller coverage that that you want to take on. So you really, and, and your account manager, your um, client success manager, your customer care representative, they should be, sorry, <clears throat> they should be providing you with all kinds of information so that you can make an informed decision and they're also going to provide you a suggestion. So think of, take those suggestions and, and really listen to them because we, we, we do go through constant training um, mm -hmm. about how to, you know, first it's, it's how to, you know, here's, you know, normal training, right. Be friendly on the phone. Um, you know, but then we, we, there, there's always more and more training. I, I forget the name of what we used to call them when I was in the my, my previous role, but I would say every couple of months we would learn new things and new tricks. Um, and you, we learn from each other. And that's where you guys come in too, is learning from each other. So I, you know, mm -hmm. I think this is great to, to have this podcast for, for people. Um, but just listen and, and take their advice, take their suggestions and do... You know, but you can you can twist it up a little bit um, sure. to make it more you. But you know, let's uh, listen to that person who's done marketing, right? Yeah, I'm not gonna. Yeah. If you're gonna tell me how to cut a line better, I'm gonna listen to you. You're the expert on that. And when it comes to marketing, we're the experts. So take our advice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Does your business need more reviews? Nice job can help. Our reputation marketing platform automates review invites to save you time. Reviews are collected and distributed across major platforms such as Google, Facebook, and more. Turn your reviews into customer stories with photos that you can share across your social channels. NiceJob allows you to manage all of this within our platform. Start your free trial today. Yeah, I mean that's that's fair. I mean, I I, I remember, um, you know, in those early days when I was uh, 
using, you know, the, back in the Angie's list days, you know, and for the company, for their listeners who don't know, um, you know, Home Advisor a handful of years ago acquired Angie's list and um, and they uh, merged and and, you know, formed one company that's just called Angie. Um, and uh, and so this is all if you're if you're not familiar with what is Angie, but you know Angie's list or you know Home Advisor, that it's they combined and they're one company now. So that so that's what we're you know talking about here. Um, so I for me I remember back in in the day, um, you know I had uh, I would come in thinking like I knew everything and I would say I want to do this and want to do this and I don't want to do that, and I wasn't getting the results that I needed. And I was getting frustrated by that. And finally, I just said, okay, you guys, you guys have multiple customers, probably, you know, um, what are you seeing? What works? What is going to actually move the needle? And um, I was very fortunate at that time to have a really great um, uh, account manager who really uh, peeled back the layers. And he really worked with me on different things. And he was like, okay. Let's look at the let's look at the zip code and let's look at the service type and let's look at this and look let's look at that. And and for me, I mean, and this is true of every everybody, every business in the world, you know, the name of the game is the biggest return for the low, lowest amount of uh, investment. Right. And so, you know, my my number one goal has always been and will always be to um have the lowest lead cost for the maximum amount of return. And, and so knowing that that's, you know, the, um, that, that was the goal. Um, he was able to really focus on that and, and lead started, uh, you know, lead started coming, um, you know, granted you, you do have to have a, an account manager who's, who's willing to work with you on that. And, and I've had good ones and, and, you know, ones that, uh, I'm sure found a different job at some point. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, do, I do think in my experience, so the team I'm currently on with our strategic partnerships team, we've got so many, I mean, I would say every single one of us genuinely cares about the sex, the success of each of our partners. And I would say in 90%, at least 90% from my customer care days. Now it's been three years. It's been a long time. Mm -hmm. I barely know anybody over there anymore, but I still believe at least 90%, if not more, truly care about helping our pros be successful. Some, yeah, some don't belong in this in this line of work, right? It, it does take mm -hmm. as a special person to do just about any kind of work. You know, it takes a special person to, to be in a call center and be on a phone and be friendly all day long. But it truly is like, I want you to be successful. I want you to turn around and tell the next guy that, man, this really worked for me and here's what you got to do. Right. So yeah. I, yeah, I hope for the most part, everybody's having a good experience with him. Yeah, no, that's, that's really good insight. So, so if people um, have been on the fence or, or just, they haven't, you know, heard of Angie before, um, what, what, what should be their first step in, in getting involved? Um, so they can go um, to, well, it's so on the for Angie Leads, formerly Home Advisor, the consumer facing side is still Home Advisor. Um, so you can go to homeadvisor.com. If you're a pro, there will be links in there. Um, 
there, you know, there's there's a way that you can go in and, and kind of get a, a, an idea for the volume in your area. You just go in there and kind of put in your 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 zip code, and it's going to tell you how many leads are kind of coming in from from your specific area or the areas that you're you're looking for, um, and really start there. Um, and then you can go to I don't have it in front of me, so don't quote me on this. I, I think it was on I sent it over, but I'll look at it again. PCA pros leads at Angie.com. Um, if you're interested in learning more information about Angie and you want to and you do want to sign up or you want to just ask some questions first, you can reach out there. Um, and um, there's a there's also you can I just did a webinar marketing to millennials uh, for PCA and oh, that's, uh, that's cool. going to be posted on their site as well with lots of information. Um, there as well about signing up or, you know, just talking to somebody and getting your questions answered. Awesome. Awesome. Very cool. Well, Heidi, thank you so much for your time and, and for chatting with us. It's been a, uh, uh, a great conversation. I loved the, um, you know, speed the lead stuff and, um, you know, getting some additional insight on how to be successful with, uh, with Angie. Um, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. This was for my first podcast. This was great. All right. Right on. <laughs> we'll see you. All right. All right. There we have it. Heidi Manning with Angie Leeds. Uh, you know, I, uh, when I was talking to her before the show, um, I was, uh, look, I, I view myself as a representative of the people. And so, when we were talking, I was like, look, there's some good, there's some bad, there's some ugly. I'm going to talk to you about it all. And she's, she was a good sport through it. And, um, I, what I will say is that if you are really, really just spinning your wheels, trying to get something off the ground, um, it does make sense. It does make sense to look into the service because, um, you know, the reality is that they will generate leads and they're going to come at a range of a cost. And I think the key is to, to gaming the system. But that one insight that, that I grabbed of like, hold on a second. She's right. I paid for that lead. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to milk that cow for. <laughs> Let me just find the like the worst metaphor that I could possibly, you know, use. But <laughs> um, no, it's it's your your contact list has value that's the point here and any name any contact information phone number email address if you have that information there is money in that contact info and the longer that you're in business the more apparent that becomes and i just you know just being in this industry i've been in this industry coming up on 20 years and i just it's just so obvious to me now it's just so obvious that you just you never know who is going to come back to you who is going to you know even people who didn't have a great experience sometimes they come back and they're just like well you know yeah you know maybe you have different painters you know we had a bad experience with that particular painter but i bet that they're i would like you you know you just never know and so uh to me if i'm looking at the cost of lead and i'm thinking to myself okay a hundred bucks, $150. Oh gosh, $200. That's crazy. And if I look at the job that resulted from it, right? So let's just say, for example, 
you had a lead that that cost you more than you wanted to pay let's say it it ended up being two hundred dollars and by the way i don't know what uh i'm not saying that angie leads cost a lead from angie cost two hundred dollars i don't know Uh, i want to be clear about that but let's just say you paid for a lead and you and you come to find out that it was two hundred dollars and you ended up with a thousand dollar job and so you you look at that and you're just like oh my gosh i paid 20 percent of the job towards um towards marketing and that is too much truthfully that is too much right that's at least twice as much as you would actually want to pay for uh for a lead in my opinion but that doesn't take into account the full lifetime value of that customer that is the value of that job but that doesn't mean that you're not going to get called back to do more rooms it doesn't mean that you're going to get called back to maybe you painted the inside now you're going to paint the outside uh that doesn't mean that you're not going to get referrals from that customer it doesn't mean that they're going to move they could move and have you paint another house and and i've i mean that's that's a lot of my repeat customers is that they just moved they changed they got a bigger house and now they need to paint it right so we i think that the challenge that a lot of people have you know the people who have who are naysayers of the company i think that part of it is not having a long-term mindset not understanding the full value of a name a phone number an email right the the name the number and the phone number the, the name the phone number the email of somebody who has expressed intent to purchase painting services there's you know there's there's a lot of money in that you know i mean we're probably talking about twelve thousand dollars every 10 years you could get from that person you know i mean it's it's there's a lot of value in that customer so long as you have the ability to maintain that relationship over time so uh i thought that was an enlightening conversation i'm grateful to to heidi manning and uh angie for taking the time to be on the show um if you are not subscribed to our show uh make sure that you are and if you have not read my book yet uh sprint on amazon go ahead and get it um amazon.com search for torlando um sprint is a operational system some people are out there wondering do i uh do i use traction like everybody else is there something else out there that's specific to my industry sprint is specific to our industry sprint works so well in painting if you are having a hard time managing your schedule getting your jobs produced um finding flexibility and time in your life make sure that you go and download the book and i also have a series of videos that um, dive deep into the concepts of the book Um, so if you're more of a visual learner and you want to uh, uh, take the classes go to craftspainter.com backslash trade school to check out the video courses i offer uh, one-on-one coaching support for that as well Um, thank you so much for watching the show this has been paint ed Painted podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.